Welcome to episode 72, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Johnny Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Johnny. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> my hair. How's my hair? <laughs> Always fabulous. <laughs> Get out of the way, Johnny. Go chase some tail. Oh, no, mama. <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Sean. Yeah, thanks. I had a pee, so Johnny kind of <laughs> intro the show. I ever notice he sounds a little like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome to part dose yes. of uh, our podcast, oh, Geeksters O. Geeksters O? Yeah, that's my Spanish. <laughs> 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 Just add O to everything, like, insult a whole nation. Hi, hi, my name is Sean O. Well, we really don't get any downloads in Mexico or Spain, so. Oh, wait, fuck them then. <laughs> Dear Geeksters, I am from Spain. I am from Mexico. We do not like your totally stereotypical concept of just adding O, making it Spanish. <laughs> Caprendo. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get the comprendo in there. Let him know we don't, don't talk like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, so this is part two, where we talk controversial. Yes, controversial nerd news. Controversial nerd news for those people who haven't paid attention. We kind of give our opinion on uh, basically the casting of well, uh, well uh, some new Superman... Man of Steel. I was going to say Man of Steel. I don't, well, know, I don't know if it's Man of Steel. I don't know if it's going to be Batman versus Superman, Superman versus Batman. I don't know if it's going to be World's Finest. For all we know, this could be turned into the Justice League movie because yeah. it, it's pushed back again or is it moved yeah. up again. They heard it was pushed back to 2016. 2016 then I heard, is the date, yep. But then I heard not too long ago it was back to be in 2015. Oh, really? So who knows at this point? But either way, there was more casting news. Okay. So that we discussed, and some people are kind of eh about it. Some people are really jazzed about it. Some people obviously think it's worse idea than casting Ben Affleck as Batman. Ooh. At least that's what the buzz is on the internet. <laughs> so, not only do we get into that, but we also talk about sex and dirty talk with the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Apparently, somebody did an artist, you know, a variant cover and. Some people didn't like Some it. People are up in arms about it. So we get into that. We talk a little sassy talk, a little dirty talk, a little titillating talk. Oh yeah. <laughs> so when we start talking Powerpuff Girls, you might want to dim those lights down a little bit, light the candles, start pouring that wax on your body. <laughs> Why wax? The hot wax when you're like. Get burns but then it cools almost instantly okay you never you never poured hot wax on your hand like no. this kid wow you had no life <laughs> okay jeez that's what a lot of people tell me they never put like your hand in, like wax and then, i've or, done that you know so you know how it hurts for like a minute or two i never really felt it hurt all right well i mean with that pain some people find pleasure from that okay. pain kind of thing you know or like when you remember when you used to put your glue on your hand yeah and you just peel it off like, oh my God, look, my skin's peeling. 
I don't know why I made the motion of me pulling my skin off your hand, my hand, because no one could see that. I do that a lot. Very animated. I've, I've, You're a visual, very visual person on radio. I, I know. I have a face for radio. <laughs> Apparently, I talk a lot with my hands, and I'm always like, "Hey, you know what? 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 I talk like uh, an Italian." Oh, oh, <laughs> a Spanish Italian. Hey, uh, what the matter with you? Oh, we are not the Spanish. We are Italian. There's a difference. Oh, <laughs> Mama Mia, with the O's. Would you care for some spaghetti? Oh. <laughs> Not spaghetti-os, just a spaghetti. Oh. I got a little fettuccine, a little mozzarella, a little provolone. I was kind of looking for spaghetti-os. <laughs> That's from our, our boy, Chef the Boy. <laughs> or D. <laughs> He's a, so good, the way he turns those little noodles into stars. Uh, <laughs> throw a little chicken in there, and then we got the... Chicken Alfredo of the stars. <laughs> Chicken of the stars. Chicken of the stars. You know what I'm talking about. It's me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I am the spokesperson for all of Spain. That was bad. <laughs> no, from Italy. I was a test, Ed. And you passed. Okay. Oh. <laughs> It is I, Mario, coming from you live from Italy, saying you podcast is so magnificent. I'm always like, encore, encore. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere. A <laughs> chicken in the stars. Well... <laughs> A little lady in the tramp with the spaghettios, <laughs> with the little noodles, and they go and they kiss and with the meatballs. He pushes the meatball over with his nose. <laughs> it is so adorable. <laughs> okay. I have I have the tramp tattooed on my inner thigh, so I keep my leg closed. It looks like he's pushing my balls over to the left side. <laughs> and I have the lady on the other side. <laughs> so the lady in the tramp hurting your balls? No, 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 he's pushing the one over to the other side. <laughs> from that scene, from that movie. Where he pushes the meatball uh, over. Listen, Mary, meatballs. <laughs> they don't care, they're dogs. They, they lick their own butts. <laughs> What's a hairy ball? That's true. They kind of nose The tramp kind of nose it over to the lady dog. It's like, hey, here's a flesh of meatball. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy manja. <laughs> if, it's a raw meatball. <laughs> if you can look at your testicles, this is the tattoo for you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We'll come back <laughs> for part this two. This is said the this is the opening for part two. Yes. I didn't know. I'm losing track. <laughs> we'll be back. And we're back. <laughs> oh, Ed, Ed forgot the whoop. Or did you, did, you, did you get the whoop at the end? I got the whoop. All right, good. Oh, you, how ironic, though. You know, 
use that at the beginning of the show and <laughs> come back to that? Perfect timing. Wow, it seems it was a very synergetic uh, look. Oh, by the way, uh, we got a piece of a fan mail wondering why we didn't do Philip, more Philip Seymour Hoffman jokes. On neutralness. And uh, uh, versus why we ripped the shit out of Paul Walker. <clears throat> um, mainly because it's our show. We can do what we want. And we like Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was a, a tortured artist who has an Academy Award. Paul Walker was in speed movies. <laughs> one was a pulp, one was a pop icon, the other one was a, an artist. That's the difference. Okay. <laughs> Ed just wants to move on. He's like, no, fuck, we can we stop this. talking about we're this? So, I'm getting uncomfortable. It's live radio. We can do what we want. Ride that wave, Ed. Ride it. <laughs> and if you really want to debate it, call in. That's right. We take phone calls when oh, they work. <laughs> look at Erica Rula to drop the gauntlet. Do it. Okay, so let's get into the meat of the, the nerd news. Alright. <clears throat> okay. Uh big casting news in the world of Man of Steel. Yes. What was the, the, the flinch for, Ed? I just saw a picture of Ben Affleck's head. On back, yeah, that's, that's computer generated. Actually, you want, you want the ones with him and the cow, they look way better. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so big, big, big news this week in uh, Geek News. Yes. Shall uh, I announce it? or should Yeah. You? Okay. Yeah. Warner Brothers has just announced that Jesse Eisenberg and Jeremy Irons have been cast in Jack's Zack Snyder's Man of Steel sequel. Dum, dum, dum. Now, who are the roles? Um, Eisenberg will be playing Lex oh, Luthor. Doesn't know how to, doesn't know, he's, this is the reason why he's the, the straight man. <laughs> you go, the roles that have been cast are Lex Luthor and, and Alfred. Okay. And then you go, so, who do you think's playing who? Jeremy Irons is playing Lex Luthor. <laughs> All right, so a little too late for that. Is well, that let's go with the Jeremy Irons first because the big controversy is the whole Jesse Eisenberg thing. Yeah, um, I think Irons is perfect. I, I when I first saw the article that you that you had posted, I thought brilliant. Like I, brilliant. And the thing is, I brilliant. never, I never would have picked him on my own. No, that's the thing is, and I'm, that's why I think it's such brilliant casting. A lot of the movies been that way. I mean, mm-hmm. that, well, that that is true. Yeah, a lot of the movies because, like, when they mentioned Affleck being Batman, mm-hmm. no one saw that coming. Yeah, and the thing is, is, but I mean, Ben Affleck, I can't, I can't mentally project him as Batman. Like, I'm going to have to see him actually but can do you it. Mentally project him as Bruce Wayne. Even then, I'm still having a hard. Really? But like I think the, it's that's the, the clean cut businessman. Yeah, I'm still having yeah. a hard time pro- like projecting him in that role. But then again, I'm also I don't want to say uh, like I I have these sort of preconceived notions of Batman, and it's been every Batman up to now. So you know, Michael Keaton, and I'm not going to mention Val Kilmer because, oh. but um, <laughs> I like you know, Val and Batman. <laughs> yeah, I. I liked him as Bruce Wayne, but just mm, mm. but the movie overall I didn't like. But but anyway, getting off topic. Um, but Jeremy Irons, like I can mentally project him as Alfred. And I think it's if they go with because everyone thinks that you know posh British dude, but according to the Earth One uh, line of comics, which is a lot of Man of Steel's been based on, and a lot of bat, you know, the, 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 so. I can see why they're tapping the Batman mm-hmm. aspect too from that same kind of genre of comics. Yeah. Is that um, Alfred plays an ex MI6 guy mm-hmm. who basically knew 
Bruce's father and kind of takes mm-hmm. it's kind of like almost like bodyguard slash trainer in a way. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I, I can I can kind of see I can see that I can see Jeremy Irons being that way. Plus, you might get to see Alfred kick a little ass in the next movie. Yeah, I mean, or at least in a standalone Batman movie because it's, yeah. it's going to be like obviously focusing around Clark mm-hmm. and Bruce and yeah. stuff like that. So having Irons in is it's, it's pretty good. I like. Yeah, now, and the thing is, up until now, like you know, Michael Goff and. Um, uh, uh, Thank you. And I, oh, I look knew at me. the name was right there, and I'm like, I can't I, I grab was, it. I was like, um, that would Jeff Goldberg. <laughs> but out of out of all the Alfreds, those are my two favorites. But again, like you, you can't see them, and I, I didn't have that history of Alfred sort of being this right. you know, former MI6 agent well, that's or anything. Just- Past couple years, yeah. And so it's and only I, in that like it's like an offshoot. It's like they, yeah. they would take like these premier writers, mm-hmm. and they would kind of. It's not like in the canon of. Yeah, the I didn't. Th- I didn't think it was because no. uh, otherwise, I think they probably would have brought it in sooner than this. Well, I think the problem is, I think I gotta be honest. A lot of the issue is that Bruce Wayne at that Alfred's always considered because he was um, working for the Waynes mm-hmm. when Bruce came you know as a kid mm-hmm. and he grew up so apparently he would be an older man anyway mm-hmm. well yeah you know yeah. so as a butler but in this series that i was reading it, it was more he was playing the role of butler mm-hmm. because he was actually friends with thomas wayne yeah because you know they 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 were um like in the army together at some mm-hmm. point and, and you know and that's where they came to friendship yeah. and then him being mi6 when he was you know normal like out, his real job was an mi6 mm-hmm. agent until well, in the Bear Wear of the Bat, you yeah. know, and that's kind of like the, the short-lived cartoon. Mm-hmm. They kind of use that aspect of him being like X Mi Six, yeah. So that way, it would help Bruce kind of with training. Like, if not, it's just Bruce doing his own himself. And I could almost see, like, if they had brought back Michael Caine for that role, I could see him doing that former Mi Six. Maybe not with you know, if the, right. if he were to get into any action scenes, maybe not that far. But I could see Michael Caine. Just given his history in acting, you know, and, and the... We're talking Michael Caine, we're not talking Jeremy Irons. No, Michael Caine. I'm saying if they oh, okay. brought back Michael Caine, oh, okay. like, I could see him taking that role down that road. Yeah, okay, You know, sure. because he, he has that, he has an air about him. He took on Jaws, for God's sakes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, and I, I just love Michael Caine as an actor, but then when I saw Jeremy Irons, I was like, I I could totally see that. I'm down with it. Scar trains Batman. <clears throat> <laughs> what you say? Yeah. Mufasa. <laughs> say it again. Mufasa. Ooh, gives me chills. <laughs> so, yeah, I always liked Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Yeah. He was a bad guy in uh, Die Hard 3. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 So what do you think about Jeremy Irons being cast as Alfred? You know, it's an interesting choice. I mean, I don't know if it, would it came interesting, to mind. Interesting good, as... interesting bad, interesting... Eh. Both, actually. Well, I think what it comes down to, it seems like right now, because I'm kind of like, wow, good choice, never saw it coming. Right. I think that's the thing, is no one saw that coming. Right. So everyone's like, a, ooh, interesting. Right. You know? uh, it gives me like, well, you know, like with, with, with Batfleck, I'll, I'll wait and see kind of thing, because... I don't know. I mean, you just get an old British guy to do it, and that's pretty much it. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. But I think with this out, with this version of Alfred, they might go a different route. Yeah, yeah. I think that you might see him because apparently, I, mean, I would assume that if Jeremy Irons is signing on to play Alfred in Man of Steel, he would sign on to be in a Ben Affleck Batman movie. standalone Batman movie. Yeah, where you might see him kick a little ass. True. Yeah, you might see him kick a little ass in here too. Like you don't. 
You don't know what the plot's going to be. I mean, there's yeah. so many. Like, do you feel like like adding Alfred to the mix now? Because now you got. I don't. I don't see it as a major part. No, but I mean, like, like was it even necessary? That's no. what I mean. Because, like, let's say, let's look at the cast right now. Cast of characters. Obviously, you got Clark, Lois, Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, eventually yeah. with a chick, um, Bruce Wayne, Lex Luthor. You have, um, you know, there, there's uh, Wonder Woman. All right. So you already have, like, seven characters. Now you add an Alfred. That's eight in this film. It's got to be, like, a one. Like, maybe you'll see him behind the wheel. Yes, Mr. Bruce, I'm here for your eyes. Very yeah. good, sir. Very good, sir. Shall I wash your dick for you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> no, but my balls need washing. <laughs> I will wash your balls, sir. <sighs> Use the loofah. <laughs> very, very good, sir. Ow. <laughs> so, so I like it rough. <laughs> Don't say S- Batman likes it. Scrub those stalactites. All right, so now I got swamp ass. I mean, so we all... In, in that tight rubber suit. <laughs> all day long. All that just reminded long. me. Did you guys see the college humor uh, YouTube video no. about that? No. I'm going to have to post. I'll find right. it and I'll post it okay. to the Geeksters page. It's all right. Funny. So now the real big question mark is the Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Uh, what do you, how do you feel? Be honest. You know, obviously. No. Really? No. I think he's just too young. Okay, now, here's my thing, and someone brilliantly posted this. Okay. When you think of tycoons today, right? who, who comes to mind? Uh, uh, the guy from Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg. That's the one. Jesse Eisenberg plays Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Right. Like, you think now today, today's tycoons are less Trump, more Zuckerberg. Right, right. So, it is the young, clean-cut, arrogant billionaire is wearing hoodies. Yeah. You know, and now again, well, now let's 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 throw in a couple things though. Okay, well, okay, no. Well, I was about to say like Bill Gates, he was one of those kind of guys in the day when he was, you know, first yes. time on Microsoft. It's just that the publicity was really hidden well. I think it also sketchy well, you know. I think it also kind of depends like if we're talking like stereotypical tycoons, I think it also depends on the um uh the industry that they're in because when I think like Zuckerberg and guys like him, I'm thinking tech and what you know, websites, technology, guys like that. But right. then when you start thinking of, and I, f- I can't remember the guy's name, I should, be, but the guy who run, who owns Amazon, who runs it, okay. um, he's sort of a, or, he's a little bit different. He's he's more you know, not a three piece suit, but like well, you know, dress casual. Owns, yeah, who's the guy that owns uh, Virgin? Uh, oh, uh, Richard Branson. He would be a Lex Luthor type. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's thin. I mean, yeah, he's not young, but I mean, he's not like everyone somehow thinks that Lex Luthor should be a big guy. He's big in personality. He's the smartest right. guy in the room. You can have a little guy, and like Lex Luthor is the type of guy who goes, I don't like you, so I'm going to buy the company that you work for, fire you from that company, let you know that I'm firing you from that company. And then sell off that company in little pieces and pieces so you'll never be able to work there ever again. He will crush you with a swipe of a pen. Right. You don't need to have muscles to do that. Right. You need to be able to project that kind of arrogance and that kind of smart. I, I don't think Jesse Eisenberg will pull Have that you off. seen the social network? Yeah. And you don't think that he can just. No. I, didn't, I mean, I, I think he portrayed probably Zuckerberg very well. I, like, like that scene where he's sitting in front of the lawyers and he's like, you should thank me. 
Yeah, and it's like what? Yeah, and they were yeah, they're all like what? And he does this, this whole thing. thing. Right. Um, now you see me. Instead of being a magician, turn that into a business power. That, that kind of an attitude. That arrogant "fuck you, I'm the best one in the room" kind of guy. All right. That's so. and now here, here's a here's another thing is that kind of like I don't think people are forgetting. Okay, in the, they're both the same age, believe it or not, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg and Kev Kev not Kev uh, Cavill. Right. They're both the same age. Right. So now here's the thing. You saw all the LexCorp stuff. Right. Depending on how they play it, people forget that Lionel Luther was in the mythos too. Right. So who's to say Lionel Luther wasn't killed in the Battle of Metropolis and that causes Lex Luther, played by Jesse Eisenberg, to have a personal vendetta against Superman. Well, now, You need that. Let's say it, if it's written that way... I'll buy it. Right. But if it's not, then it comes to a question is it's like, it, it's, it really depends on how they write like, his backstory. Okay, what if... how he comes to the power. I mean, if he's been around for 10 years or five years even, you know, we'll go like a small distance, that, you know, he's this powerhouse, you know, Lionel Luther passed away and whatever for whatever reason, right. maybe not even for Superman, right. you know, kind of thing. Who knows? It, right. it could be written that way. But the thing is, is that is he a believable powerhouse if he can walk into a room and have that overpowering I, see, I presence. Think, I do think that, that it's it's iffy, and I think that's one of those things where you'll see it in the first ten seconds when he walks into the door. Right. Like sometimes, like the best part, like sometimes, um, there's kind of questions like you can paint the mythos of a character to be scarier before you even see him. I mean, it works with Jaws, it right. works with Vader. Vader's yeah. not a lot in the first movie, you know, but that 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 idea of how people are so afraid of him. So if you can properly project that on screen to make you think the moment you walk in you buy what all these people are saying he may not look it and that could be part of the thing maybe do, some people do underestimate him I don't know like how they're going to play well, what the, makes it really difficult to do is the fact is, is that he's drawn with broader shoulders in the comic books because they're projecting the artwork to really give you that sense even though they get stated very well in a very nice you know, back and forth between two colleagues that work for him, and they're afraid of Lex Luthor in a comic book, and and they, you know, they but they they, they accentuate the art, the art. Well, again, yeah, well, shoulders think... giving that muscular build that you get that fear because he's a bigger guy. So now people are trying to portray that on a big screen film, and now they're you know now you see this little guy just yeah, Eisenberg. but see, yeah, but uh, okay, I, I get I get where you're going with that. Like yeah. he does, he doesn't project the image that you want to see in your mind, right? But a lot of people are really pushing for Brian Cranston to be to be. See, I don't I don't think that's a really good choice either. Well, see, now I'm like you didn't see Breaking Bad, right? I've I'm watching Breaking Bad, and yeah, he is really good in that role, especially when you shave his head and becomes like a real menacing kind of guy. He, but to you and I, he's Malcolm's fucking father, right? He's the guy in his underwear standing around. Well, he was in that um, uh, Total Recall. He was the bad yeah. guy in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And he, right, he did portray a good bad guy. Yeah. But I don't think he would have been Lex Luthor bad guy. Uh, it's not, I think everyone, like, I think he probably would have been a good choice. But I think casting wise, it was too easy to pick him. Yeah. Like, because everyone, he, everyone pats him on the back for the whole Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad, the right. Walter White thing, that I feel like. Casting him as Lex Luthor felt like a no-brainer. That there was going to be like, oh, since he's so good in this, we'll get him to do that. 
But, you know, Walter White is such a different character compared to Lex Luthor. Right. He could have played it the same way and probably been as imposing. But to me, Lex is not really... To me, Lex... Yeah, they always draw on broad shoulders. Problem is, at some point in the series, Lex becomes president. But I don't know they're going to go down that way. You know? Right. Like, okay, Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, he will always be the best live representation of Lex Luthor of all time. Until I see this movie. Okay. You're, you're rolling I, your eyes because like, you're no, either I'm trying to remember trying him. Trying to go back, you know, but the thing is, is that he was a younger version of what I remember Lex Luthor being. Yeah, but so I think this is it. Remember, you're looking at two, again, you kind of looking at the, um, you're taking the 75 years of Superman. Right. You forget that Lex Luthor and Clark Kent were boyhood friends from the start. Yeah. And that the reason why what happened to Lex was he was trying to cure Clark of kryptonite poisoning. You know, and that's where the explosion, and that's how he loses his hair. Right. And that's how he starts to resent Spider Spider-Man, Superman, <laughs> a lot of stuff. But it started back when he was Superboy. Yes. You know, and then he disappeared, and they brought him back in as his tycoon kind right. of thing, which is how we all know is that the, the billionaire, mm-hmm. the evil version of Bruce Wayne. Yes. You know, without the suit. Yeah, but it's hard to let go of those 75 years. I understand. Yeah. I understand that. But again, like I said, today, if you're looking at, if you want to make a... Ty, like a business tycoon, a bad guy, you have to think less Trump and more Zuckerberg, more, you know, like more young, hip, like the people who run Google, like right. those kind of mm-hmm. things. Like the guys with a, with a stroke, of the, with a keystroke can destroy your life completely. You yeah. don't need to be able to walk in the room and punch a guy in the face to, mm-hmm. to show that you're strong. Right, right. You know, all you got to do is have that air of confidence, know that I can wipe you out with a flick of my wrist. Yeah. That I think Eisenberg can do yeah. well because he won an Oscar for doing it. Yes, you know I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, they, I think they wanted. Again, if it comes down to just people who don't like the choice, I think it's because they don't like the choice because he wasn't your choice. Right. You know, like I would never have picked Affleck, and I, so I can understand why people are pissed at that. I would never have picked Eisenberg, so Jesse, so I could, I could kind of go. I can understand why people are pissed off. Mm. But I, I think it really depends on how they're going to develop the character. Because right now, Lex, we don't know what Lex's motivation is. Right. We know his motivation for the 75 years. Hates Superman. Why? Because he, he looks at him as he makes humanity weak. Because we rely on him instead of digging mm-hmm. ourselves out of the dirt. Right. I think that while that's great, I think you need more of a personal motivation. Like in the movie, now if I was writing the movie, I would have Lana Luther as... As the father, like you know, hire you know, get somebody to play, you know, Lex's father. Right. Accident happens. You know, the whole Superman, you know, Zod fight. Lionel gets killed. Lex now is takes over the company because it was willed to him. Right. So maybe he he has a personal vendetta, like almost kind of like how in Kick Ass, what happened to a bad motherfucker? You didn't see part two. Yeah, you saw part two. No, I didn't. See okay, part I'll, I'll bring that over. How like, Triple feature. <laughs> how like his dad was a mob guy and yeah. he was doing his own thing, but when he's when his father got killed because of Kick Ass, he decided to become a super villain. Right. To really destroy Kick Ass. Yeah. So I think if Lex has that kind of motivation and now number one, dad gets killed. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of the one of the things about Lex and Superman in my eyes, especially thanks to Smallville, was the parallel vision of how Clark was grown up with a pop can as a father right. versus how Lex was brought up by Lionel as a father. Yeah. Like there was like a lot of parallels between like good versus evil. You can kind of see why Lex turned bad because his dad was a dick to him. 
you can see why Clark has that 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 bond because of how good Pa Kent was. Right. So I think that if you do that kind of a like almost like a split, like if, if Lex is coming from the point of hey, you know, like a, a daddy's kid kind of thing, right. gets Will to think he hates Superman. He starts working with the government because the government still doesn't trust my the you know, Clark. Right. So he tries doing you know, I guess more defense deals. Right. Gaining him more money. Bruce Wayne comes in to try to fight that. You bring in Clark, blah blah, bing bing, bing you know, and then having you know Clark interviewing Lex on why he hates Superman so much because now he's a journalist. Right. So you can get that kind of a why. Like it's not really more of a. Maybe it's more of a personal story for Lex, and you see him more as an angry kid who wants vengeance for killing my father. Right. Versus, I'm a pow- rich powerhouse guy that's trying to rule the world because I'm rich and I'm awesome. Like, I think that it becomes a stronger character if you use vengeance versus I'm just Lex Luthor. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally, I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm, not... I'm saying it's it's a beautiful story that you're portraying, but yeah. it needs, it's like, maybe yeah. Zach's excited. Hopefully he's listening. Maybe you know, Zach. Get, get these in the, in the your script there. Whoever knows Zack Snyder, you get that to David Goyer. <laughs> yeah. Let him write it out. You know, but the thing is, is that, like, there's got so many characters now. I mean, it's, it's building and building. Yeah. You've got this, you know, and uh, we've seen over and over again how many times, and there's only, like, really one movie that I know of off the top of my head. That worked with multiple characters. That was the Avengers. Oh, okay. You know, but you you get but you had other you had other movies that brought them in right to, to yeah. their life that you could see them like okay I've seen Captain America I've seen Iron Man I've seen yeah. blah 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 so now the Avengers going together as a group you you it makes sense but when they start doing it, it's like there is no start off <coughs> point movie for Batman right you know it's he's supposed to be older. More grizzled. So that means he's been doing it for a while, so we don't know what the fuck he's even doing. Right. You know? <laughs> so you know, you you have that. You still, you know, <clears throat> there's still a, a, a beginning story for Superman. I mean, you only got the first taste of it in right. the first Man of Steel movie, and then now you're gonna, you know, kind of bring a little bit more into the fold. Like, you don't know how they're gonna bring in Wonder Woman. And then you, yeah, you got mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. You know, and it's just it's just over and over. You're again. thinking it's, that's gonna be too much plot. There's too much. Too much it's either gonna be really complicated, or if you Sleep for twenty minutes. You're gonna miss you're it. Right, right. Yeah. I just I'm still I rising sleep for, I Dark Knight Rises. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can you fucking play? Uh, trust me. My sleep was. I, I yeah. How much did I pay? For, how much did we pay for that movie? Ten, fifteen bucks. Yeah, fifteen. That bucks. was best. Spent fifteen bucks. Was that thirty minutes? I fell asleep <laughs> after watching that piece of shit. Sorry. It's like. I paid 15 bucks to take a 20 minute I mean, nap. I got to be awake during the important scenes of Anne Hathaway in that tight leather outfit. <laughs> okay. Those were the important scenes to me. The whole, why would you shoot a man in a mask before throwing him out of the plane? You know, I just, you know, that's my being, by the way. <laughs> why would a lovely, some work. What a lovely singing voice. That's a little bit better. You know. Keep working on it. No one cared about me until I put on the mask. That's better. <laughs> you need the mask. Yeah, see? That's, boom! Genius! No, I didn't... Yeah, like, it was just like... Uh, seeing her run around that tight outfit. Well worth it. But I mean, Man of Steel, I was wide awake. I was like, give me more. I want more. You know? Yeah. And now, an interesting side note, since we are talking casting, Brian Singer coming out of the woodwork, it seems like every time you know, they can, they bring up... So why'd Superman Returns suck? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you had Superman, you fucked it up. Not only did you fuck that movie up, but you fucked up X-Men Last Stand yeah. because you left that to do this piece of shit. 
So explain yourself, singer. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, well, he kind of, in the article, he said basically he was kind of told they wanted like a, a Christopher Reeves type Superman movie without Christopher Reeve. Right. You know, and it worked except for the deadbeat emo dad kind of thing. Like, if you would have taken that out, the movie probably would have been better. And he also said that he didn't really want Lex Luthor as a bad guy. He wanted Darkseid. He probably would have went darker. Now, I, this all could be retrospect going, yeah. maybe I should have threw a bit better bad guy in there. Like, at the time, he thought that this was the right way to go. And apparently, he was kind of told, like, it wanted to be more of a chick flick. Really? Yeah, like, in the article that I read, I think I think I posted on our Keekster's page of Erica's... Yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook oh, okay. right now. Yeah, yeah, pulling it up. I think he actually did say he was kind of told he was more of a, of a, a like... A movie for women, I guess, because it was more like a chick flick. Right. I guess because of the whole "I love you, you love me." Where have you been for five fucking years? Look at this kid. Does he look for some slightly familiar? Like, <laughs> kid sleeps above his covers, four feet above his covers. <laughs> you know, I can't wipe his ass. <laughs> can't reach that eye. Yeah. So I mean. Again, it's one of those Man of Steel Two is definitely going to be. I, I don't want to. It's going to be it. interesting. I'm going to see it. I'll I, tell you. you know, I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not going to say uh, right now. I hate it, and I'm and I'm not going to see it, and I'm, I'm going to ban it, and go try to tell people not to see it. I mean, definitely go see it because you never know. I mean, this could be the greatest mm-hmm. Superman movie <coughs> in a long, long well, time. See, I told my girlfriend Stacy. I told her this is going to be the. Um, I call it. Uh, I told you so. Movie of the decade. Really? Uh, it's going to be because if you walk in and it winds up being the best movie ever, you're going to go around and say, I told you it was going to be great. I told you. You should have fucking listened to me. Where, if the movie's the biggest piece of shit ever, all those people who think it was going to suck are going to be, say, I told you it was going to be a piece of shit. Yeah. This is the movie that's going to be the one that everyone talks about. It's the I told you so movie of the decade. Right. Because it's going to be either way, it's either going to be great or it's going to be awesome or it's going to fucking suck. I think, like, so many people are already kind of doing the well, the movie sucked in some moment they, they signed Ben Affleck. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I gotta be, I, I think Ben loves gonna, I think Ben's gonna surprise you. I think Eisenberg's gonna surprise you. I, I hope so. I'm not, you know, yeah. he'd Ledger surprise me in, in The Dark Knight. You're right. You know, kind of thing. And I'm, I'm hoping that these character casting choices that they're making will do that for me. Of course, I'm still worried about the whole Wonder Woman thing. Yeah. But I hope it's a minor part That's, and yeah. not a major part. So that way I'm not like, totally bummed about it yeah you know but she could surprise me i doubt it but you know yeah that's, that's I, the only one i'm like that's the, and you know that's the only one i'm not talking about because <laughs> that's the one that really gets me worried most too like if you take wonder woman out of the if you take her out of the gal gadot yeah out of the mix and cast like a different character chick as wonder woman i might be more into it right i just don't like her so much that i'm, I'm really like oh everybody else looks so fucking good i'm gonna have to put up with that like right like the one, the, the girl who I would love to see as Wonder Woman. Now that I actually had a chance to actually think about it and see her again, is uh, this actress from? Uh, she's in the, this new show, True Detective, with on HBO. Uh, on HBO. Let me right. see if I can get her uh, IMDb. IMDb her. She was in the Percy Jackson uh, movies. She's uh, yeah, I really don't. Uh, yeah, see hold on. Either. <laughs> While he's looking that up, Erica, what's your thought on any of that? Um, here's the thing: there have been so many weird casting choices with this movie uh-huh. that I'm to the, I, I I I think it probably started with when they went with Gal Gadot and 
you know, that whole thing. I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay. You know, that everybody that they're casting, they're casting for a reason. Right. Like, there's something about them, and it may be something that we don't know that they... <laughs> they, they all got something on them. <laughs> yeah. There was them Zach's like, and Zack Snyder and a Should couch. Should have made that porn tape. <laughs> so, okay, so the actress I thought mm-hmm. it was Alexandra Daddario. She is... Um, Okay, well, okay, I'll show you a picture of her so I can kind of get a, a physical representation of her. I can see that. Yeah, do yeah. you need to? Uh, here, here yeah, I'll pop my head around. Yeah, poke your head around. Here, come over here. You know, take a quick peek at her. Oh, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah she, like, she is, she was in white collar. She was Neil's girlfriend. I'll kind of give you, like, a little, like, some people are going to, like, I have no idea who she is. She's in True Detective. She was Percy Jack. She's Annabeth in the Percy Jackson movies. Okay. Um, she was in Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw 3D. She's in Parenthood, the TV series. Okay. She was Paige in Hall Pass. She was Kate in White Collar. She was, you know. Okay. Um, she was in a couple of Law and Order, Criminal Intent, Doo Doo, Babysitters. I, I, she was in an episode of Sopranos. She was just. Another woman. <laughs> she was in, it looks like she was pretty much for a year in All My Children as Laurie Lewis. Wow, okay. But I mean, she's she's gorgeous. What I, again, dark hair, mm-hmm. pale blue eyes. It just makes me melt when I look. I'm like, right. oh, oh, oh. She's got that Wonder Woman face look. Yeah. That really can, you know, you put a coarser on her and she's, you know, yeah, she's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at those eyes. Yeah, yeah, See, that's the yeah. Those are almost godly eyes. Yeah, like godlike eyes. Come here, here's a better picture. Come here. Oh, Come I, here. I got her pulled up. Oh, okay. Yeah. You see this one with just their face, the smile, and yeah, blue piercing eyes. Yeah, yeah. Look like they're just looking right in your soul. Folks who are listening from home, I'll post a link um, yeah. to her on our Facebook page so just... you can enjoy the beauty. Yeah, she would definitely be my pick for Wonder Woman. But all right, so there you go. Yeah, so that's interesting choice. So, you think uh, you so Erica, you're kind of. I'm. Uh, I'm. I, I mean, at this point, playing. the the casting choices are surprising me enough. You know, like with with um, I almost said Zuckerberg, <laughs> with yeah. Eisenberg. I I was kind of looking. I'm like, really? Because I mean, the the movie I know him best from is Zombieland. Right. So you yeah. know, that's the biggest have, frame have, of reference. Have you seen Social Network? No. You have to see that. Have you seen Now You See Me? No, no. Again, yeah. two great movies. Now You See Me will be great because it reunites Woody Harrelson and him together. Oh, okay. You know, it's it's really good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we saw it. But yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm I'm just like, you know what? When it comes out, that's that's when it's all going to come out. It, you know, so it, people can sit and and bicker and argue, well, and you know, is, as much as do. no, I. I know that, you know, and I, and I like I like that sort of healthy debate about, you right. know, oh, they're going to suck, they're going to do this. But the thing is, like with Jeremy Irons, I could see him in my head as as um yes. as Alfred. With Zuckerberg, I'm like I I can't I I can't see it's, it. It is hard. But that doesn't mean he's not going to be really good at it. So I'm I'm to the point where I've decided any f- any further casting choices like I'm I'm going to have to reserve uh Judgment. Reserve judgment yeah. until the movie actually comes out because I, is, the vast majority of these people I can't see in these I, roles. I think anybody who does not see this movie is an idiot. I think <laughs> no, no, I mean just, no, and I, I totally think people 
should go see it. And I think the movie is going to make a shit-ass ton of money oh, yeah. if for no, no other reason than the casting choices. Uh, it, it, could, it could have a 20% again, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's going to blow out. It's going to be it's that, going to make that movie. Like, let's say you hate the idea of Ben Affleck. Let's just say right, yeah, yeah. I love the idea of Ben Affleck. We're going to see this movie together right. just so one of us could turn around and the other one go, fuck, fuck you, you, I told you so. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so a, this movie's going to make a gazillion dollars yeah. on that alone. Yeah. I'm People, telling you, it will break records. I, I agree. I, I can guarantee it will break records. That, I mean, regardless, if, if movie could be complete shit. Yeah. But it'll make a bazillion dollars because everyone's going to be able to want that, to want that moment of going... Fuck you! I told you. Yes. <laughs> now I can I can tell you all the guys at work that, that when this article came out we were talking about it they didn't like Jeremy Irons either. Really? Yeah. Really? How did they say yeah. why? Well, my one friend Frank said he he was uh, he could totally see Jeremy Irons and he he was down with that. But everybody else who I know was like, no, they they don't like the idea of Jeremy Irons being Alfred. I, I guess because they're so used to like I said the Michael Go and and Michael Caine Alfreds that. Yeah, they're, they're, right. They can't. It's the same kind of thing. They can't see it. I mean, it's, 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 I'm it's, curious to see if he's going to rock the mustache or not. Yeah. Well, Michael Caine <laughs> didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, Michael Caine's not really traditionally known. Yeah. Alfred usually has a mustache. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I hope he doesn't. I hope he is. You know, I, I, I never thought about that. What uh, about uh, Alfred having a mustache, mustache and the fact that Michael Caine didn't have one? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I mean, it's, say, it's, it's really that good. You don't need, he doesn't need a mustache. Yeah. He's like, screw that. I'm, I'm, I'm Michael King. I'm mustache. <laughs> I am Michael King. That's not at all. No, not even close. <laughs> I That's am, like white trash Michael I King. I am Morgan Freeman. It's like, it's like Matthew Michael McConaughey King. trying to be Michael <laughs> King. <laughs> I was going to have a mustache, but I changed my mind. <laughs> that, see, that Whoa. mind part, that mind part was not, I was going to have a mustache, but then I changed my mind. There you go. It's more subtle. Subtle. Age. Yeah, he kind of trails off at the end of his his, his sentences. Yeah. You know, he doesn't It's more like, hey, man, I got a dog in this fight, but this dog won't bite. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you saw that coat in there. Yes. <laughs> With Breckenmeyer. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I was like, that is so Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I got a dog in this fight, but this dog won't bite. <laughs> That's my southern accent. <laughs> my Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Well, when we come back, we were gonna do. Uh, let's we're still break. Know. We're still. We can't go a little bit further. You sure? If you want, what do you got? What do I got? Yeah, I thought we were gonna go into the whole. Other... Do you want to do the Powerpuff Girls thing? Yeah, that, that might take a bit. Well, we got twenty minutes. Uh, oh, look at Mister. Uh, Mister. Uh, oh, well, we're time, 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 time. <laughs> got to start uh, time, time, time. Now it's. Yeah, let's do 20 more minutes. Super Bowl's on. No one's giving a fuck what we're doing. And uh, by the way, I think it's a uh, 29 zip at the moment. Yeah. Wow. Seahawks are spanking. Spanking, Pete. Take I, it. Glad I Take it. Put money on this. <laughs> uh, kid, you should have bet on the Seahawks. They're going to murder them. They can't win, Rock. <laughs> All right, okay, so I came across this. I mean, this was, again, big, huge news in the world of comics and geek fandom at the moment. It happens to be about this Powerpuff Girls number six issue. I think it's number six. (sighs) Here's the story, folks. Uh, Basically, when they do comic books, 
they usually hire an, a special artist to do a rendition of a cover, and they do it as a variant cover. Right. Now, that variant cover could be like one in every hundred, one out of every five hundred. Basically, that's the issue that all the real serious collectors buy, and they want to pay in like 15, 16 bucks for this one comic. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's got a special artist on it. Oh, yeah. Now, this happens to be about the Powerpuff Girls. So, uh, I posted it on the Geeksters page. Maybe we can bump it up to the top mm-hmm. so yeah. people can see it. I'll find it. Again, um, it, it all started when, it, this is, and I'll read roughly the article. It all started when one owner of the comic book store complained about the sexy Powerpuff Girls image. And this is a quote by Dennis Barger Jr. on his Facebook account. Are we seriously sexualizing pre-teen, girl, pre-teen girls like perverted writing fan fiction writers on the internet? Is that what this shit has gotten, gotten to? Disgusted. He further called IDW, those are the publishers of... of okay, I just, I just pinned it to the top of the page. Oh, you, did, you found yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, he, he, he further called ID, IDW out for taking grade school girls and sexualizing them as way older... They're wearing latex bondage wear mini dresses, which on an adult would be fine, but on the effigies of children is very wrong, especially on an all-ages kid book marketed for children. One of the commentaries, Nancy Collins, echoed Barger's sentiments, pointing out that these characters are supposed to be six and seven years old, aren't they? Um... They're illegal now. Of course, there are some who came to the cover's defense saying that if Bubbles, Blossom, and Buttercup were real people, they would be legal now. <laughs> uh, the Power- That's a fair point. Good point. The Powerpuff Girl pilot shows were first featured in the Cartoon Network premiere tunes in 1995 and 1996, making the characters at least 19 years old. Yeah. So, okay. So, basically, here's a couple facts. The art, a woman artist by the name of... Um, I did see it somewhere. I'm looking for yeah. it. Yeah. fast. Sorry when I'm trying to scan. Was it Mimi Yoon. Mimi Yoon, yes. Thank you, Ed. Um, she, and that's her style of artwork. The whole kind of, like, the cat eyes, the big, head, thick black it's eyes. It's kind of like the Japanese anime. Yeah. Yeah. Style. You know? yeah. Now, okay, now, I'm going to be honest. When I, the first time I saw this pop up, I completely ignored it. Right. Because I was like, uh, somebody just bitching about it, right? And then, then it got bigger. And I was like, well, you know, let me kind of take a look at this because... I'm int- now it spiked my interest because now there's like words being said to each other, kind of thing. <laughs> it got heated. It got heated. It did. It got it got interesting. And if, now I gotta be honest. I look at that picture and I go, I, I don't see it. I honestly, no, like, I don't see it either. No, like maybe I'm I'm kind of glad about that in a way because as a guy, who I mean I can fawn over a drawing of Wonder Woman, I can fawn over Catwoman, Harley Quinn, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Women in the industry. But I look at that and I go, I don't find anything sexual about that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're just standing there on two of them, Bubbles and I forget the other one, uh, are sitting there on top of Mojo, Mojo Jojo's Jojo, head. Mojo Jojo's head after beating the shit out of them. And the other one's just standing there. Now, yeah, okay, they got the mini skirts on. You know, they. Which they're technically wearing when they're six or seven years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, except it's tight, latexy, kind of, and their boots are. Die high. Yeah, like Nancy, Nancy's um, Sinatra in these boots are made for walking. Right. Kind of thing. So maybe higher. Yeah. yeah. They're stripper boots, for lack of a better term. Okay. But actually not, because if you look at uh, whatever the blonde one's name is. I don't, Bubbles. I, thank it's you. Bubbles. I don't know them. I never watch Powerpuff Girls. Ah. But if you look, they're flat shoes. Yeah. 
So it's it, they're not wearing like crazy platforms or he, no, they're yeah, they're, they're just, wearing boots that they could actually kick ass in. Yeah, they're functional boots. Yeah. Okay, maybe it might be a little hard to get your leg kicked up when your dresses are that tight, but I mean it was allowed for certain mobility. I think oh, bubbles but, looks like hers because it's kind of flowing. Yeah, you know, well, so is uh, the redheads too. It's it's oh, yeah. one of the green, and why I always forget the dark haired one is. Is it that uh, blossom? Uh, it might be. Buttercup's the redhead. Okay, so then it is blossom. All right, there you go. I mean, <laughs> blossom. I mean, I don't look quite. I just had a realization. That we're talking about Powerpuff Girls? No, that I knew the name. <laughs> Dude, nothing, nothing wrong with it. And I'm well, sitting here going, is, I don't know. The show was fucking awesome. I, I, remember, I remember this show first coming out because I was a big, yeah. cart- I still am a big Cartoon Network fan, watching fan. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching this show and adults would talk about this show. Because the show's funny. You know, it's it's goofy humor, basically, with these little kids. Yeah. And it was just ridiculous. But you laughed at it and it was like, it was great. Bubbles is my favorite. Voiced by Tara Strong, the voice of Harley Quinn. There you go. That's made up through the one personally cured twin bubbles. <coughs> and I'm usually not a blind fan either. But yeah. come on, bubbles. It's like a little psychotic six-year-old. I think that's part of the charm of the show. Gives a new term to the word blowing bubbles. Ah! Why'd you gotta take it back? Because <laughs> the article already did. They're kids. <laughs> I'm just going along with the ride. I'm riding the so, wave, as you say. So, again, of course, there were some who came to the defense, obviously. Um, but the creator, but if their creator, Craig McCracken's earlier work is taken into account, they should be actually be 22-year-olds. The animator developed the prototype version of the characters for a 1992 cartoon short called Whoop-Ass Stew. And if you want, in the article, they actually have the Whoop-Ass mm-hmm. Stew. Um, cartoon Network, of course, and IDW responded. Because got, this got heated. Like, really heated. Like, people were, like, on this guy's... I even looked this, up this guy's Facebook page. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it got really, like, wow. And, I mean, if you look, the, there's, um in the article on the right-hand side of the page, there's a, a, a scrolling um, social media, so it's showing, like, all the tweets about this article. And same thing, like, people are getting snippy about this. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, first, here's the thing. I always kind of, like... It's one of those are you normal kind of things. Like I look at this picture, didn't think anything sexual about it at all. Right. The fact that somebody looked at that picture and got turned on by that, knowing that the Powerpuff Girls who were supposed to be like six and seven, yeah, that says something about them. That looks more unfavorably on you as a person if you're going to go, yeah, I can see how that's sexy. Really? Really? Like, uh, well, here's the thing. I can see how this is sexy to so, some people. So can I? But you know, but it's like at the I same time, it's. <laughs> it would. Be, I think it would be different for me anyway. <laughs> it would be different if they were in these outfits, but they were still six or seven years old. Yes, these are not six or seven year old girls. These, these are women. Well, okay. I'm going to say not even that. That's kind of pushing. I would say they're probably like fifteen, sixteen. No, I, I see. Really? I would still put them older than that. Really? Okay. Yeah. But here's the other thing too. Okay, you know like, what? I can kind of see like nineteen. I can't. Yeah, like I I look at them and I don't think underage. Yeah, you know. But the fact that somebody did and had to point it out to somebody mm-hmm. else and then have everybody else go, oh, you know what? I guess so. I think the person responsible for that looks more in bad light, in bad taste. Because mm-hmm. like everybody else sold just a picture of and like and again, it's not like it's going to be sold on newsstands. Mm-hmm. This is something that goes. Like, it's a collector's it's item. It's a collector's item. So it's not like if you buy this for your six year old. You're going to go, here's the new Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. You know, and they're going to be like, why are they wearing these outfits? First of all, six-year-old girl probably won't even notice it. Right. Because they're not yeah. looking at it from a... They should... 
if a six-year-old girl is looking at that in a sexual manner, you might want to look into that family. Right. You know, because something's going on because she knows that that's supposed to be sexual in some way. Yeah, but the thing is, is those that image there reminds me of these dolls. They I forget what they're called. They're in toy stores everywhere. I've seen them. My my niece has a few mm-hmm. of them, and they're like glam dolls. And basically, oh, you put um, yeah, I, I know which ones you're talking. It's not. Um, oh hell, I know the name. Hang okay. on, I know the name of it. I know which. It's like the the not monster version of the Monster High dolls. Right. I think it's from the same company. Yeah. Okay, so say the Monster High dolls are another one that I was going to say too. Yeah. It's like it's, there's another. They're like these these dolls are kind of like. Well, they're in high school, so they're right. Allowed to be but even people. Barbie, like, I, I every year oh. I go and I I buy toys for for um you know kids who who need them at Christmas and I go. <laughs> that, that annoys me in so many different ways. But there is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, one of us got to be a saint. I was just saying you try. I hey. redeem you guys through my actions. She's so. <laughs> She's like, you got to work harder. She's like, like uh, no, but anyway, there was one year. She's Glenda, the good witch. <laughs> Sometimes, but then I'm standing in the aisle. This one girl wanted Barbies, so I'm standing in the aisle. I'm like, I don't really want to buy this girl Barbies because every Barbie, like every Barbie that I found, and every Barbie outfit was very, very. It was, it was. I felt it was sending the wrong message to young girls because it was very, very short. And I'm like, it, it barely covers her ass. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm freaking out about, right. it, you know, I'm on the phone with my mom, like, flipping out in the middle of the Barbie aisle going, Barbie looks like a tramp. And, I mean, here, and here's the oh, thing, like. Barbie's always been a tramp in my book. <laughs> but, and here's the thing, like, I, I, I you know, I, I get, like, in real life, women can wear whatever they want. Sure. You know, but at the same time, I want to make sure that. I'm not sending a message to, you know, this little girl that, well, this is the way you need to look if you want to get attention. You you look right. the way you want to look, you know, right. and if you're going to dress that way, dress that way for yourself, not because right. you want, you know, certain kind of attention. Right. I, so. I, I, mean, I got nothing. I mean, I'm just like, to me, I, again, it goes back to, like, if you're a dude and you saw that, you instead, like, you saw something sexual in that, in that idea, that says more about you than it does me because you're the one going, dude, don't you find that dirty? They look like fucking whores. Aren't they supposed to be like, dude, I don't see that. Why are you seeing that? Yeah. Like, oh, we got to protect our children. Yeah, from you apparently because <laughs> most people didn't see that. Right. Like, it's like, uh, it's kind of, you know, so IDW and, and Cartoon Network, they kind of basically responded to it and said the controversy eventually reached Cartoon Network and in their response... Cartoon Network is pulling the variant cover of the Powerpuff Girls number six, which was scheduled for release this February. I have such an issue with that. I have such an issue. So why? Here's the thing: it's one comic book shop, (laughs) one dick at a comic book shop who started this whole thing. Don't. But don't. Here's and this is this is how I feel about censorship in general. If you don't like it. Turn it the fuck off. Right. I like there's there's stuff that you listen to that I didn't like. Sure. You know, I just don't listen to it. It's right. not an issue. Or, you know, but that's, you know, that's your choice to listen to it, and it's my choice not see, to. Now, I'm going to be honest. If if they wanted to, if Cartoon Network wanted to make a million bucks, they would have re, they would have not made it a variant cover. 
made it a special order mm-hmm. cover right. or put it on the stands. Because I know as a, a consumer, the moment you tell me not to buy something, you I'm fucking buy buying it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I want it. I want to be involved in it. Like, yeah. if you're so offended, you know what? You could have just not bought that. Yeah. Just don't, don't sell it in your don't store. Don't sell it in your store. Exactly. That's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you I don't agree. like something, just just because you don't like it doesn't mean that other people aren't going right. to are, are, Just are put going it behind the, the counter next to Jugs. <laughs> and, 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 okay, well, I used to work for a label company, and so did I. Yeah. And there was we in this label, and there's a prime example of letting your like letting your personal beliefs mm-hmm. interfere with your financial beliefs. Yeah, there was a company that wanted to buy our labels, and all they wanted was three for ten dollars, three for hundred bucks, and it was mm-hmm. from a porn company, a guy mm-hmm. who who sold porn. Yeah, and he wasn't. We weren't going to make these labels with anything sexually explicit mm-hmm. on it. It was just like three for ten bucks. You know, it was yeah. a sale, sale sticker. Yeah, slap them on the front of whatever. The boss didn't want to get involved with that customer because they sold porn. Even though this guy was willing to buy a million labels a year, yeah, guaranteed in a contract that would have brought in a shitload of money for yeah. the company. Yeah, it's like you're kind of going, but we're not. It's sex is a six billion dollar a year industry. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, at least. So why not get a little bit of that? We're we're not promoting porn. Just, All you're making is labels that tell you how much it is. Right. I mean, if that guy had come in and said, I, you know, just generally, I sell DVDs, but not saying like, oh, I sell, you know, porn, you know, I sell I, DVDs. No problem. I agree. I mean, it's not like he was asking, hey, look, I got this picture of this chick sucking a dick. I want you to make labels out yeah. of it. I can understand you having a problem with that. But if it's just like three for 10 bucks, you know, black label with pink writing on it. Yeah. You know, it's for eye catcher. Yeah. I'm like, Who the fuck cares? Yeah, exactly. But because... The boss was just like, I, it was female. And mm-hmm. again, not regardless of whether that you want to judge that or not, mm-hmm. she was like, well, I don't want nothing to do with that. That's just, you know. And I mean, here, here's my thing. Again, if, if she, preference. you know, if she decides, you know, this is my company, I'm not going to do this because I have certain beliefs, then that's fine. I, but keep in mind, you know, that there, there may be repercussions. So in right. this case, you know, you're losing a contract that might be worth, say, $500,000 a year. Exactly. If you can afford to do that, then great. Stick by your and beliefs all you want. But if you can't, if no, you can't but, afford to do it, then yeah. maybe you need to decide whether or not it's worth it to, to fight that battle on a business front. Right. Or do you then turn around and say, okay, I will make your labels, but I'm going to take my personal money and fund an anti-porn, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree 100%. The thing is, though, the person who made that decision is nowhere near where those labels would be made. Mm-hmm. So that person in those days that we would have ran those labels could never have entered All right, shot. let me ask you this question, all right? right. Did the guy actually have to say like oh this is what I, you know i i want these these well, you he, know three for ten yeah. so that i can i can slap it on the front of my porn <laughs> or could he have just come in and said i want you know he probably ex- could have said that but i yeah. think it was more like i think the name of the company i think the oh okay so it's pretty like, obvious it wasn't he like, probably, he's probably looking for terms instead of doing like a credit card order or yeah, okay. transfer order so he, so he had a they give them information. So it's more was, like an RFP process, right. almost. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like, you know... And uh, for those playing yeah. along at home, that's request for proposal. Like, yeah. com- like sending out information to, say, five different companies and saying, this is what I have, this is what I need, you know, how much can you do it for? Right. And one of the, the responses to the request for proposal coming back and saying, I would never do business with you because, you know, you sell porn. <clears throat> right. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's not like his name of the company was... 
Dicks Are Us, you know, yeah. <laughs> Cock Suckers United, you know, that kind of thing. It was just kind of, it might have had adult in the, in the title. Mm-hmm. It could have just been like Mom and Pop's Porn Shop. I, I don't know. Adult mm-hmm. Entertainment. Yeah, Adult Something Entertainment. Like you know, yeah. But when you kind of do the background check on the company to make sure their credit's good, yeah. you do have to find out what they always that's do. That's true. So maybe that's when the, that's when the, it, maybe he didn't say it, but when we were doing but, the background oh, yeah. check, okay, that it makes came sense. across like, I don't know if I want things because guy does porn, mm-hmm. you know. And I asked him what the labels were going to be for, and he said for my movies. Mm-hmm. That maybe that's I wasn't involved in that, that conversation. Okay. The only conversation I was involved in was have listening to the person question what they should do. Mm-hmm. What my opinion on well, what mm-hmm. would you do? And I'm like, I would take the I would take yeah. the cash and go. I mean, yeah. a, you're not a job. I mean, a, if it was like I could see if it was like. You know, and and I guess this comes down to individual preferences. Like, if it was somebody coming up to me saying, you know, I want these stickers, you know, for SEAL clubs, I'd be like, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, so I guess it's the same kind of, you know, the same kind okay. of thing. Again, I would be like, I'll take the job. Yeah. Of course, yeah. so you see, he didn't give the tail end of that conversation because mm-hmm. he was like, if they want me to start a porno movie, I'm your guy. Remember? <laughs> he did. They did? No. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway. ride the wave, Sean. Ride yeah, the wave. Yeah. But again, it's it's one of those things where I feel like if just you cover, pose all the superhero with like a big happy face on my cock area. Just, ah! That's that's what the two for ten yeah. comes in. <laughs> We're trying to attract business, not repulsive. <laughs> Have you bend over, brown eyes spread, and that's what oh. the two for ten <laughs> Stick it in the poop, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so anyway, so they basically said we're not going to do it. Um, <clears throat> Cartoon Network Enterprises statement regarding the issue: they claimed that the variant cover was not intended for the general public, but for customers of the comic store. Um, this particular variant cover of, of the for the Powerpuff Girls number six from IDW was done in the artist's signature style and was intended to be released as a collectible item for comic book fans. We recognize some fans' reactions to the cover, and as such, we'll no longer be releasing it as a comic book at comic book shops. Uh, what's lost on many commentators, however, is the fact that the artist in question is a woman. Now, I... Like... I, I find that that kind of, like, that's more like a scapegoat kind of excuse. Like, well, she drew those girls because she's a woman. That's how she draws women. That doesn't necessarily fly. I, I don't buy that as an excuse to be like, oh, well, that makes it okay then. Right. Like, that seems to be like, well, her intention, because I think a woman artist can make it as sexual or as non-sexual as she wants. Yeah, because it, it's involving girls, but she she looked at it as just a job. She wasn't like, oh, well, they're girls. I want to tart them up. Like, but know? I think they're throwing that in there as a just as a way to say, like, hey, like you said, hey, no, it's it's okay because you know it's a girl drawing girls sexualized. Most guys would think, oh, it must be some. It must be a guy. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. which I mean, in in art, it can be. You know, it's very easy to sort of throw men is in as a scapegoat like well of course they're going to draw him sexualized because they're a guy sure yeah comic you know, books have been known for the whole ma- misogynistic yeah male like the ginormous gravity defying tits and yeah and the lack of armor armor yeah i mean, how many times I mean look at the back of the door yeah. lady death is on the back of the door and I'm, I'm looking at her going she could feed a small nation with those boobs and, and in reality, oh, she if she was me. kicking somebody's ass wearing that, like she would, her boobs would just be flopping all over the place. <laughs> what a way to go! <laughs> she's she's, she's <laughs> to death. She doesn't really kick ass. All right. 
It's not the point. Well, actually, what they don't tell you is she's usually jet white. She's not, she's not flesh tone. That's an artist from Detroit. I love that poster. But no, poster, no yeah. I think, and the funny thing is, I've looked you at that. Posing. I've, I will. <laughs> I've looked at that photo or that, that poster so many times, and I look at it going, okay, in reality, she would never be able to do anything in that costume except sit like that. Exactly. Like, no one that, that is a, that is a, I'm going to sit here and look beautiful yeah. costume. And that I'll is wait. not a, I'm going to do anything where I'm actually moving yeah, costume. I'll get there before everybody shows up and just not perch. move and just sit and talk to people and wait till everyone leaves before I get up because I'm afraid something might pop out. Yeah. <laughs> and I can guarantee you if somebody was wearing that in real life, there would be a whole fuck ton of double-sided tape going on. <laughs> like, yeah. But I look at it and I think, you know, she she is beautiful. Like, I, I would never dispute that. Uh, okay. She just has nipples the size of Skittles. Yeah, well. Uh, oh, excuse me. So, basically, again, back to the article. Um, Mina Yoon's the artist who was commi- commissioned to draw the controversial as a woman herself and finds the controversy over her work ridiculous. I find all the accusation for my Powerpuff Girls image sexualizing minors not only ridiculous, but also embarrassing for the accusers. She takes kind of takes my stance about it. Right. Um, she said on her Facebook page. She also hit back at Bur- uh, Barger, her original accuser, by reposting publicity photos of him at a strip club in Detroit. Dum dum dum. See, it's like it's okay to objectify. Now, here's the thing: is that I don't think they tell you in this article. Maybe they do. No, they don't. Um, he apparently also is a father of a couple girls, so I think this is where his stance is mm. generated from. Like. We gotta protect the children because I have T.O. You know, I have little girls that love Powerpuff Girls, and I get this comic book for them. Blah blah blah. So don't sell it in your comic book shop, dude. I, I like, and I, and well, the don't thing, don't pick it up. I mean, don't pick up that issue. Well, I mean, that's that's a variant cover. It's not yeah. even the original cover. Yeah. It's like this is the only one you're gonna get. I like, mean, I I get like you know I have these little girls. I don't want them to be sexualized. That's fine. Right. But it's okay for you to go and sexualize somebody else's daughter while you're at a strip club. Nice. <laughs> she also goes right here. Just saying. When any girl who has interest in Powerpuff Girls, this is after she posted the pictures of this guy at a, at a strip joint, you know, posing with girls, by the way. Like, you know, obviously sexualized girls. Right. She writes, when any girl who has interest in Powerpuff Girls sees the controversial IDW cover and grows up to be like the quote unquote ladies in the pictures, that would be one serious tragedy, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> She also criticized the apparent bias of online arguments over her work. I'm curious to know why all the arguments about trying to keep the image away from the girls, what about the boys? That's true. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah, okay, like, as a girl, as a boy, if I was, a, you know, looking at that, obviously, we've already established nothing sexual to me at all. But if I was a little boy, I still wouldn't see it that way. Right. But she does have a good point, because if we're told that that's acceptable... Then guys are more likely to think that that's how girls should dress, right? And obviously, it's not. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like I call it like the porn syndrome. Like, what do you mean? I went to the bank and I didn't get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? It happens all the time in porn. I get delivery pizza. I get laid. It's how it works. <laughs> you know? Can I clean your pipes for you, Mrs. Boom, boom, boom. You know? And I, I want to just you know thinking about it and thinking about what the cartoons I grew up with, right? Mm-hmm. No, I, I think Josie and the Pussycats. Well, there was Jos- you know Josie and the Pussycats, and like what the um, what uh, Daphne wore in Scooby Doo, yep. Shira, 
because I that was my, she was my big heroine when I was growing up was Shira. I wanted to be her. She wore she wore go go boots and freaking a mini skirt and a bustier. Yeah. <laughs> like riding on a horse. Hey, you turned so, out okay. I turned out fine. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but no, but my point is, is like, you know, I grew up with that image, you know. Yeah. Sure. He-Man's running around in bearskin underwear because I watched He-Man too. Yeah, Prince Fatty haircut. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we, the the characters in these, these cartoons that I grew up with were fairly scantily clad. I never thought about it. Right. You know. I mean, now I look back and I kind of laugh because, you know, we all thought that, you know, Adam and, and uh, um, uh, Heman and Shira, like, should get together. And, and you know, it didn't dawn us that were, they were twins. Yeah. Right. We kind of glazed <laughs> over that part. We're all sitting there going, they should no, get together. No, yeah, I got it right away. <laughs> so. Because that's what I was like. Everybody's like, oh, they should do it. And I'm like, who? I am like, not, and here's the thing: I'm not the only one of my friends who think who you, thought that when we were you kids. You talking about George Lucas, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, she, of course, she's getting online support since the controversy broke. Dozens of netizens, who many of them women, have flocked to Yoon's wall to air their support and understanding. Um, <clears throat> Holly Goldlighty has posted: "I've been defending your beautiful artwork from this the ridiculous the ridiculousness of men." Who tell us gals what we should be offended by or what is appropriate for us. Nutty and silly. Your work is hauntingly fe- feminine and sly. I love it. Jenny Frisson writes, uh, I just wanted to say that I thought your PPG cover was super cute and fun and sassy and totally appropriate for youngsters. Sorry some people's negative opinions totally overshadow how much hard work and love you put into the cover. Don't let this make you second guess yourself. You're very talented and do a beautiful job. Mm-hmm. Um as uh, just Lauren Becker, as a Detroit City comic retailer and father of a four-year-old myself, I just want you to know that we all don't feel the same way as other certain retailers. Uh, I promise this will no way deter me from doing what I love doing or change my views and ways, and I will always and forever passionately despise perverted, corrupt, and twisted minds and acts. You said in response to her supporters. I, now I got it. Like the one here, like it says here. Um, uh, the, the, I just wanted to say sorry that some people's negative opinions totally outshadow how much hard work I'm looking for them. Don't link them and say, guess you. Again, it's, it's oh, I'm sorry, here it is. Defending your beautiful artwork tells us gals what we should be offended. It's ridiculous of men who tell us gals what should be offended by and what as a, what is appropriate for us. It's, to me, that's always been that passive-aggressive sexism mm-hmm. where it's like, you're beautiful, you want to work in a man's world, Put throw a pair of pants on. Yeah. Like, I don't... And that that's what I was saying earlier. Like, if I want to walk around in a miniskirt, I'm going to fucking walk around in a miniskirt. Nobody's going to tell me how, right. how I should look or feel about that. I you know, agree. I don't... I'm very... You know, and the, the whole... You know, and this gets a little bit deeper, but that whole, um, you know well, what were you wearing when you got raped kind of thing? Like, oh, she was asking for it. No, she fucking wasn't. Right. No one Because that's that. putting, it doesn't matter what she was wearing because it put, that puts the, the blame onto the victim. Right. When in right. reality, no, the rapist should have fucking restrained himself. Yeah. So, it well, do, and that's, you know, well, that's my have, whole point. We, it doesn't matter. We've had this matter. conversation a couple times about Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm all for booty, a, uh, the mm-hmm. boosty, booty shorts and corset. Yeah. That's her traditional look. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you have to desexualize her by putting pants on or, or the on like a, or a jacket or anything like that because yeah. 
to me, her strength comes from her character, not her look. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm secure enough in my manhood to say I don't mind getting my ass kicked by a woman that looks like that. Yeah. Because she obviously can kick my ass. Yeah. Right. You know, I don't feel like, I don't feel threatened as a man to see a beautiful woman kick ass on TV or something mm-hmm. like that. To think that oh, you need to throw a pair of pants on her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, she's strong, she's confident, she can wear whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I've said it before, kind of intimidating. If that woman's going to kick my ass wearing that, holy crap. Yeah. Like, that's that's just oozes confidence. Yeah. Right. You know, I don't feel like, and I, I kind of feel like that way about, like, like a lot of people, the the passive-aggressive sexism is like, oh, no, she could, I, I believe a woman can wear whatever she wants to wear, mm-hmm. whatever. She has equal rights as a man. All I ask Except. for, I, she should wear a pair of pants. Yeah. Like, look, you got tits, you're going to have them hang out when you wear a low-cut shirt. You know when you're putting that shirt on, mm-hmm. you're showing everybody your boobs. Yeah. That's not, you know, it's not for me to go, oh, look at those. Yeah. Get a little, wow, I see uh, Thumb and Louise are really looking perky today. <laughs> I mean, I just yesterday, you know, just, I posted the picture. Just don't look at pictures. me when you say that again. <laughs> well, you got a little bit of hair <laughs> You know, yesterday when I went to the tattoo convention, like my cousin was walking behind me because we, we could only get down the aisle single file. Uh-huh. And she, you know, pulled me aside. She's like, Erica, some of the faces that people are giving you, because you guys saw, I posted, yeah. you know, I was wearing a steel bone corset. My boobs were up to my chin. You know, I expect that, you know, people are going to stare, Yeah. you know, but I'm not getting dressed like that for them. You know, if they right. want to stare, fine. You right. know, just don't touch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> See, you that costs. You don't touch. <laughs> you don't touch. You want to touch? 50 bucks. <laughs> Jesus, wow. What am I touching? Better be fucking solid gold. <laughs> Next best thing. <laughs> Whatever. Now, at the end of that article, it basically says, like, here's, uh, this is not the first time the Powerpuff Girls have been given a sexier, mm-hmm. more mature look. Uh, one need no look for than the works of popular digital artist Stanley Lau, also known as Art Germ, or is it Germ? Yeah, gee, Art Germ, yeah. Who himself has turned the pint-sized superhero into the sassy teenage champions of Dutch Justice. Now, I love this guy's work. I've always had love this guy's work. He does a great um, Harley Quinn. He really brings like, and he also does posts his like his drawings as he does like video, um, like let's say video conferencing in a way. Right. Mm-hmm. He'll actually have a camera while he's drawing, so you okay. can actually watch when he works. Nice. Yeah. You know, but he draws beautiful. Like the the, the girls look phenomenal. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just but they also look like they're in their early twenties. Yeah. You know. Where if you compare it to the other one, that's why I said these kind of girls look like late, late teens, maybe like mid-teens. I would say definitely 18. Right. But again, I don't find anything sexual about it at all. Right. I, I, and the the one thing that um, he had said in the article where, oh, they're wearing this, you know, latex, you know, sort of. I When I looked at it, I didn't read it as latex. I didn't think it was you latex. Know? I thought it was, yeah, And here's the thing. It could it could, it could very easily be like a, a stretch satin. Like, I mean, if we're going to get really technical about this, you know, he's saying, oh, yeah, it's latex. Well, that's how you're reading it. Right. I right. didn't, you know, I just read it as, you know, it's, then, it's a design choice, you know. But if you're going to, like, create these costumes I mean, in reality, the, you could do them in latex. You could do them in stretch satin. Like, there's a million ways you could do it. Yeah, but the, the thing is, their arms are the same sheen. Like yeah, they're glistening, well, that's glistening it. Yeah, as well. That too. So it's not really like you know that's latex. Well, I guess Let- they're oiled up, <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, oiled up. I mean, so like I said, I thought it was kind of interesting to bring. I thought up. it was more like body armor myself, but that's just, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It could, it, yeah, it could be that too. I like I said, I just thought the article was kind of interesting because 
I'm always fascinated by how people kind of perceive articles and shit like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like again, I was like, this is great. Like originally, I overlooked it first. I was like, what? It's stupid. Yeah. But then yeah. it it peeled up steam. I'm like, uh, crap. This was like something we could put on the show. <laughs> Damn it, I'm doing work. <laughs> so, all right, now let's go. Ah, take we a tricked break. you. Let's right. go take a break. Before we go, I just want to say that there was a bunch of articles we didn't get to this week that they're going to be on our Facebook page. So you can catch it there, see what made the cutting room floor, what articles didn't make it to the nerd news. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, when we get back, we will talk to Erica about her wild weekend in Tattoo Land. Woohoo. We'll be back. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back, Mario. Thank you, Edward. <laughs> it's so nice to be here. Sean, you had to take a dump. <laughs> so I'm going to sit in it for you. <laughs> hope he sprays. Jeez. I know that all that Parmesan really gets him going. <laughs> all the spices from the meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making some pizza later. Okay, great. Me and Luigi, we get together, we make a pizza. Oh, all right. Yes. What kind of pizza? It's just pizza. Why it's got to be funny? I'm not saying it's going to be funny. Why it's got to be anything? It's a pizza. It's a little dough, a little cheese, a little sauce. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's a pizza. Put, you don't put meat on it? No. Okay. <laughs> no, maybe if someone asks for the meat, I don't put the meat on the pizza. Usually I like my pizza plain. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's funny. <laughs> but instead of Parmesan and cheese, I put the cocaine on. <laughs> it was something. What? The kid's a little kick in. <laughs> How do you think I'm able to keep traveling from Chazel to Castle with that bitch, a peach, and not to never there? I need a little nose candy. You know how it is. <laughs> It's just a little, a little toot before I go get the pizza. You know? Okay, maybe not. It's more like a mushrooms. I eat the mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. Well, how do you explain it? Sometimes I eat the mushroom, I get the pig. I eat the smaller, I get the smaller. Sometimes I eat the correct flour, I shoot the fire out of my face. It's true, you do. I even, there's even another one where I turn into a raccoon. I can fly. Yes, I forgot, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you expect? I'm chasing after a girl named Princess Peach who can never get my hands on, who's always being kidnapped by Bowser. I think the those two are in cahoots together. <laughs> you think so? I think it's all a big scam to keep me busy. I think the two of them are boinking back at the... as a don't castle. <laughs> oh. I just... Because as soon as I get it, I never get to know a play. <laughs> She's always like, oh, thank you, Mario. But she's always rolling her eyes at me like I'm doing her a, not a huge favor by rescuing her. <laughs> Women, I don't understand them. She's such a diva. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a princess. I'm a princess. And why does your ass always get it into trouble? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so before I leave, I go... <laughs> I get a little toot-toot of the nose of candy, and then I'm off. I'm jumping over the crap. I'm, uh, what, uh, would you want to go down a tube like that? Those coins. 
Hey, that's my. I had you. I had to get those coins to pay for my coke habit. <laughs> oh, that's why you collect yes. the coins. Oh, okay. Yes. I think if you hit those rocks, you want some little nose candy to get you guys. Exactly. Oh, okay. Now you I know, understand. When I take a little, get the gold. I get to the nose candy, and I can jump really high. There you go. And that way, I can save with the Princess Peach. So. But that was, I think, a part two, the end of a part, part two. Part two, yes, in the part two. So, <laughs> Sorry, <yeah>. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm turning into Mario. <laughs> no, there's only one Mario, and there's more. <laughs> when you sit something long enough and listen to the accent, you pick it up. Sorry. <laughs> so, yes. So this is the end of a part two of a Geeksters. Am I correct? That is correct. <laughs> so then, if you want to get to contact Ed, contact him. At the word with geeks at the com. If you want to contact Sean, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to get the contact with the Erica, it is Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And remember, well, you know, I don't have to tell you because you should have remembered. <laughs> yes. And always catch us every Sunday night if you can from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on aqua.radio.com. You can also find us on iTunes. Tune in radio and iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And go to the Geeks' Facebook page and like them. And you can always go to our wordswithgeeks.com and catch old shows and new shows. Yes, I make a, quite a few appearances, I think, in the past episodes. I think you did. That's right. Me, and I talk about the Luigi right. and that bitch Peach. I got the can't stand her. Why do I chase after her? <laughs> <sighs> Must be someone with that nose candy. No. no, she's my dealer. <laughs> I'm always chasing after my coke. She's taking it, and she's going from castle to castle trying to sell off the shit, but I paid for it. So she's selling your shit? Exactly. Oh, that's horrible. You know, I think her and the Bowser, I think he's trying to muscle in on my territory. So you're not really, you're not trying to save her, you're really trying to catch her to beat her. Oh, uh, no, I'm trying to save my coke. Save <laughs> your coke. Yes, I need the minor candy. That's how I make such awesome pizza. <laughs> Must be awesome pizza. But remember, first you get the first you get the drugs, then you get the money. <laughs> and then when you get the money, you get the power. And when you get the power, you get the pussy. <laughs> interesting thing about. I never never heard that. That's interesting. <laughs> My good friend Scarface, he told me that. All right. He also told me, never use your own supplier. That, look how that worked without him. That's a lesson well learned. <laughs> so I never use my own supply. Princess Peach, I go to her, I get a little toot toot, but then she disappears, and then I had to go chase her from castle to castle to get my coke. I needed my bindle, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go, you go do that. On that note. <laughs>